Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I have built a set of mathematical models named Sideline to predict various sports outcomes. You're more about the model in the course of this episode. Let's cover six Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Tuesday, April 25th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some more explanations and community rules. Also, a reminder, if you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, sign up with us on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. But even if you're not there, I'm still thrilled to have you here. Remember that sports are unpredictable. So the discussion of this show projects a typical game. It does not try to forecast it to a T. That would be a foolish and impossible goal. We take a long-term viewer in here and don't get distracted. But apparently the Rangers bullpen just decides to be terrible. And it's funny, I've been talking about all season. Like, I didn't think they were that good. I don't think they're that bad. I mean, just kind of like a run-of-the-mill, slightly below average. And then, of course, uh, you know, Jake and I are talking about how, you know, their bullpen isn't as bad as the Reds. And <laughs> their bullpen is the one that caused us. But that sort of stuff happens. There's nothing we can do about it. It will balance out in the long run. It's just hard to foresee before it happens. Again, if I could pick out all the right exact games, winners and losers, that'd be great. That is an impossible thing to do. And if that's what you're trying to accomplish, you're going to be on a never-ending hunt because you just can't predict stuff like that. Right? With human behavior in sports, just the way it goes. It's like I always talk about we have good variants, we have bad variants. The concept is, in the long run, if we're playing games that hit at over 60% of the time at minus 150 and over 40% of the time at better than plus 50. If we're hitting over 50% of our, you know, even money plays, that sort of thing. That's the slow and steady long-term that we're looking for. It's worked so far this year. It worked last year. It'll keep working for us. Unfortunately, every single day can't be profitable, but we do the best we can each and every time out there. Uh, got a lot of good games here for Tuesday. I'm excited to jump into it. Monday being a shorter slate, just always a little bit of ups and downs. I'm recording about halfway through Monday. So far, it hasn't looked great. Maybe we can finish it off a little bit better. Uh, but I do really like a lot of the games here on Tuesday. A bunch of B-grade plays that are B-grade because of the value, but I definitely think they're worthwhile being in your portfolio. So I'm excited to talk about those. Before we get to it, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on a don't miss any college basketball and mobile college football content that this channel provides. In the way I run things here, Agri Midland plays return four units. That is the risk plus win equals four. So that way, risk proportionally more on favorites than dogs. B grade plays return three, C grade return two. You could scale a little bit different than that, but the way I like the reason I like to do that is it doesn't take any big favorites or big dogs off the table for us. It's a little bit more forgiving to some of those bigger favorites and bigger dogs than just flat betting is. I think it works out better. It's something I've really grown to enjoy the way it works. But with that, with the picks, with everything, always take what you like. Don't bet anything you don't like. If I talk you into it, great. If not, that's okay. Only bet things you're comfortable with. Leave everything else. Unfortunately, no day games on Tuesday. As Jake and I are always talking about, we got to rectify that somehow. So we'll get to the night games here, 6.35 p.m. Eastern. And Red Sox to the Orioles. Orioles minus 135 is a B-grade play for us. And the too-long-don't-read version is I want to fade Corey Kluber as much as possible. Not drastically different than what we talked about with Madison Bumgarner, a guy that's just gotten too old, doesn't really have it. And when age hits, sometimes for these guys, they just fall off a cliff. And fading Bumgarner was super profitable. Now he's out of the league. Kluber might be in the same boat. That's where he's heading right now. 
maybe he'll figure it out. And if so, we will adjust. But for now, I'm just not confident in this guy at all. He's thrown four times to the tune of an 850 ERA. And here's the thing. The underlying metrics suggest it should be a little bit lower at about seven. So it's still very terrible. He just keeps tumbling down the rankings. He'll be opposed by Kyle Bradish, who's looked solid in his two starts so far. Hasn't allowed an earned run yet. Underlying metrics are fairly promising. Only seven and two-thirds innings. But based off his work last year, it was a very respectable pitcher. Very solid. Nothing great, but good enough. And definitely much better than Kluber. And talking about this Red Sox bullpen is definitely improved from last year, but it's still only around league average. So his bullpen is above average. Offensively, these two teams are both about the same. Both hit righties a little bit left, better than lefties, given their left-handed uh, tendencies with regards to who's batting. Decent offenses, but I mean, really the, the difference is games in Baltimore and the All-Worlds will have a, an edge at starting pitcher and at relief pitcher, just pitching all you know innings one through nine, they'll have an edge. So uh, the reason this is a B grade is the fact that the price is minus 135 for the Orioles. Sideline says it should be Orioles minus 140. So the model is just saying, hey, there's not a lot of value here. And I've been talking a lot about this, making sure that we want to put more money on the higher value picks because that's going to rake up uh, the winnings, accelerate that in the long run. It's the concept that the A-grade picks aren't like they're profitable and the B-grade picks aren't. Um, I've been mentioning so far, B-grade plays have struggled a little bit so far this season, but they're kind of trending towards back towards profitability by the end of the season, the way I expect it to play out is that both picks are profitable, but the value proposition on the a grade play should allow us to make uh, accelerated faster gains on those. So they should profit at a higher margin. Not that they will win necessarily at a higher margin because we might be picking more even money plays. It's just the discrepancy between what the line that we're getting and the line that we should be getting is large enough that that value is there to make those a grade plays. We're just, we want to put more of our chips and the model just says, don't put all your chips on this one because there's not a lot of value. Personally, I'm viewing this more as a B plus grade though. I think the Orioles offer a, a more value than the model does simply because I'm just not sure if any of us can catch up to just how bad Corey Kluber is at this point. So the fact that we can fade him at a reasonable price, given the, the game location, I think it's a gift. So I really like playing Baltimore at minus 135. Again, model says minus 140. I'm very happy to play it at 140 as well. I'd probably play it up toward, towards about 150. It's just, again, the higher price you pay, the less that you want on it, just because of the fact that, again, you are paying a little bit of a steeper price. And in the long run, we do want to make sure that we are sensitive to how much we are paying in these games. Otherwise, we're going to be upper 50s to start around 50 degrees to close. Winds mostly blowing across to start, shifting to out as the night goes along, but the wind will also die down as well. Model projects a total of 7.7. The actual total I'm seeing is 8.5. With Kluber involved, I couldn't touch the total. That doesn't mean it won't go under. It just means that it's not one that I think is worth it because we could see him give up five runs in the first three innings. That wouldn't surprise me at all. And the total's not dead at that point, but it's <laughs> you know need a little life support at least. If I was going to play a team total here, I would be doing the uh, Red Sox team total under would be the smart way to go rather than the full game uh, total would be kind of the way I would look if I was playing the total. Otherwise, again, Orioles minus 135. Again, kind of a B plus pick. Definitely one I want in my portfolio because I just want to fade Kluber as many chances as we can get while he's not being priced as one of the worst pitchers in baseball because unfortunately for him, that's about where he's landing. 640p Mason Rangers at the Reds. It's back to Red, the Rangers again here at minus 125. It's an A-grade pick. Hopefully their bullpen doesn't blow up for them again. But, you know, again, as I mentioned at the top of the show, those sort of things happen. There's nothing you can do about it. Every good team has a bullpen that blows it. Jacob Center, we're talking about the Braves bullpen. That's really good and how they blew it. Um, 
you know, basically all weekend to the Astros. That sort of stuff happens. The Rangers are still the, the, the smart investment here at a very bad Cincinnati team. Martin Perez versus Luke Weaver, and it's a massive discrepancy here with starting pitcher. Perez is a pretty solid pitcher, probably not quite as good as that 338 ERA, but he's a guy who continuously can give you a lot of innings and tends to outperform his peripherals. He did it all last year as well. So a guy who's just always going to be on the right side of average, you know, somewhere in that slightly good area. You know, he's not amazing. Uh, at this point, but he's a very solid pitcher again on the right side of average. Whereas Luke Weaver, not did not look good in his first start where we faded him. I just don't think he's a very good pitcher at this point. I much rather have Perez in the mound again. This Rangers bullpen not great, but I still think it's better than Cincinnati's on the whole, despite what we saw in a sample size of one here on Monday night. And again, this Rangers offense is still better. Minus one twenty five is a really strong play. Model says it should be minus one thirty eight, so it really should be closer. After you add in the juice at the books and post, more like one forty five. So we're getting a lot of value here on the Rangers. And that's why it gets that eight grade play. Totals nine and a half. Model says nine point seven. I think it's pretty well priced. It'll be a little bit chilly, but the wind will be blowing kind of out. So again, pretty hitter friendly ballpark. Um, chilly. Not cold enough where the ball won't fly. Definitely not hot enough where I'm going over. Again, I think it's pretty well priced. If I could go over nine, I would. If you're just seeing nine and a half, I think it's a pass there. But I think the Rangers are a great investment here on Tuesday night. Hopefully it's a good bounce back spot for them. them. I don't believe that changes anything. I don't think they're more motivated or less motivated than that stuff. It's just that I think they're better than what they should on Monday. And I think we're getting some value here because of that. 7.07 p.m. Eastern, White Sox at the Blue Jays. Uh, the too long, don't read version of this is, look, I backed Barrios a lot this year. I just think he's gotten a bad rap. I don't know what else to tell you. 623 ERA, the underlying metrics will say his ERA should be under three. Even if he's a guy who's going to always like have good peripherals and never quite live up to it, we rarely see a pitcher whose difference there is more than like a full run. So let's say then his ERA is actually in the upper threes. That's still pretty solid. I think he's decent. I'm not sure he's great. He's not quite the hype that he had. And he had, I believe, one like really good season or something. And that, I don't think that's what he's going to be, but he's going to be a solid pitcher. And Clevenger, I think, is going the wrong direction. He's dropping in the ratings. Does have a 326 ERA, but the advanced metrics say his should be a lot higher. So we've got these pitchers basically flip-flopped. And I think one of these guys is actually decent. One of them isn't. And I think it's crisscross. I think Barrios has got the bad rap. He's given up some bad runs, had some bad luck. Uh, but I still think he's a guy you absolutely want to back. And Clevenger, I think, just got lucky. I think it's just a matter of time before he gets shelled. And this Blue Jays offense is the exact offense to do that to him. Again, one of the better ones in baseball. This White Sox bullpen, again, just in shambles at this point, it seems, unfortunately, for them. So at that point, even if they do have a lead, we got a chance in the late innings. Blue Jays minus 178 is a pretty good play and a B grade according to the model. Almost to an A grade, a, a, a B plus grade right here. So I think it should be Blue Jays minus 195. So we're just a few points away here from where it would be an A grade. So we can get a better price. It probably is an A grade. And again, I think there's more value than the model not necessarily sees just because I think that we're getting that name recognition type value that everyone thinks Barrios is terrible. Everyone thinks Clevenger is going to have this bounce back year or whatever. And I know what the results have been so far, but again, ERA does a really good job of telling you what did happen. It doesn't really do tell you a good picture of what's going to happen. So Barrios is the guy to back here. Again, a price like minus 178 is pretty good value. Projecting the roof to be closed in Toronto, projecting a total of 10. I am seeing some nines out there. If you can go ahead and get that over nine, I would absolutely do it before all of them go up to nine and a half. Don't know where the number will go, but some are nine and a half, some are nine. Over nine, nine seems like a pretty solid play here. The Blue Jays should score plenty of runs against Clevenger. 
uh, another way to look, if you only see nine and a half, so again, Toronto team total over might be something worth investing in. 7.40 p.m. Eastern Padres at the Cubs. A chilly one in Chicago. Temperature is going to be in the upper 30s. It's going to really help both of these pitchers out. Uh, one of these guys needs it more than the other. A pair of lefties in Blake Snell and Justin Steele. Uh, Snell has not looked good in his four starts. The advanced metrics don't look good. He's going the wrong way in the rating system that I have. Model still thinks he's above average, but if he keeps throwing like he's been so far, it'll change its tune on that at some point here. Justin still not nearly as good as that 144 ERA. The underlying metrics is ERA should be in the mid threes, but mid threes is still a pretty good pitcher. He's a young guy I've talked about. Really like where his ratings numbers going. I think he's got a lot of potential to be a solid, what looks like at this point, number two pitcher. I'm not sure he can get above that necessarily, but at least so far, you know, you never know just how good the kid's going to get. And I'd much rather back steal than, uh, Snell at this point because it, even if you take away the potential talk and the young talk or whatever and we're kind of prognosticating at that point just what we've seen from Steele this year and last year other than that stretch that Snell had to end the season last year it's the only time he's looked great in a long while and maybe he'll find that again he just hasn't done it yet so until he does I'm very happy to fade him this Cubs team continues to overperform Padres team continues to underperform for the most part it seems like Padres offense is still better but reliever wise it's an interesting story. The Padres, of course, do have a really good back into the bullpen, but overall depth, they actually are outdone by the Cubs who have more depth. That could matter in a game like this because uh, Snell has not gone deep. And at that point, the Padres are a really scary team and they got a starter, you know, a Darvish or a Musgrove, someone like that who's going to go seven innings because in that back into the bullpen is so good. But if, if Snell isn't going deep and he's only ha- he's averaging under five innings to start this year, if he doesn't make it out of the fifth inning, they got a lot of innings to cover, and I'm not sure who's going to do it because they just do not have a lot of depth there in San Diego. So uh, Cubs to play here at minus 105. Sideline says it should be Cubs minus 108. The other play on this one is absolutely an underplay. If you play team totals and you want to just focus in on the Padres team total over, that's a solid way to look as well. The question with the game total is how much do you trust Blake Snell? Me personally, I don't, but also this is great pitching weather. So, you know, maybe a little sprinkle on the game under, but again, Padres team total under, not a bad look either. It's going to be so cold. The wind will be blowing mostly across. It's really hard for the ball to carry, you know, in these really cold temperatures, Wrigley, so sensitive temperatures, wind, everything like that. And so I'm really surprised this total sitting at eight and a half right now. By the time this, you know, if you're watching this late at night, you probably can get it. By the time you see this, if you're watching in the morning or the day, I have to assume this total is going to drop as people realize what this weather is. Unless the wind changes, that's always the big question mark about Wrigley. If all of a sudden the wind starts blowing out, it'll be a different story. But if the wind stays kind of projected to be across and we're still looking at temperatures in the 30s, seven seems like the right total for this game as the ball is just not going to carry whatsoever. Also, 7.40 p.m. Eastern Tigers at the Brewers. Back to Brewers here, minus 165 of B grade. This Tigers team again looks pretty solid, but when you take the fact that these two starting pitchers are both probably about the same, really the bottom line for me on this game is the fact that the Brewers' bullpen is better than the Tigers' bullpen. And as much as this Tigers' offense has looked solid, here so far this season, I still think the Brewers' offense is much better given the location. I think Milwaukee's in the back. Minus 165 gets it a B grade. As sideline says, it should be Brewers minus 175. The results have been more favorable to Lauer, but I do want to make sure that we're all on the same page with this. While Turnbull has looked bad with regards to the results, I'm just not sure either one of these pitchers is that good. 
to me, the bottom line is simply if neither pitcher is that good, the fact that the Brewers have such a good bullpen, they still have some depth. They've made a lot of shuffles today with their guys, but they, they're bringing up kids from AAA, um, you know, who have like 40% swing and miss rates or some nonsense like that. So they've just got arms and arms for days and just keep mixing and matching and, and counsels like a wizard over there. It seems like on the, on the bench, if Lauer doesn't go deep, it doesn't have a good start. He's just a mediocre pitcher, and they've got a lot of bullpen arms. If Turnbull doesn't, the Tigers are in a lot more trouble just because they just don't have the depth of arms uh, that Milwaukee does. So that's advantage Milwaukee, game in Milwaukee, advantage to Milwaukee also on offense. It's just too much here. This price should be higher than it is, so minus 165 again. A little bit of value gets a B grade here. Total is 9 according to the model. According to Sportsbooks, 8.5, so it might be an overplay I'm projecting the roof to be closed. So again, if you do see that closed roof and you are able to get over eight and a half, model would say fire away at the over. And then one late game here, 9.40 p.m. Eastern Royals of the Diamondbacks. I'm going to grab the Diamondbacks here at minus 132 as a B grade. Brady Singer and Ryan Nelson. Ryan Nelson, one of the younger guys for the Diamondbacks, hasn't been great so far this season you know, mediocre pitcher at best. Here's the things that Brady Singer was fantastic last season. This year, he's got an 814 ERA, and it's not that bad, but the underlying metrics do say his ERA should be more around five, which is nowhere near what it was last year. He's kind of slipping in the ratings a little bit. I'm not really sure what's going on. I don't think he'll be this bad all season, but he hasn't found it yet. And until he does, he's kind of a guy you want to fade. And here's the reason why it's kind of like I mentioned in that last game. If Singer isn't on in this game, the Royals, stand very, very little of a chance to win this one because their bullpen is much weaker than the Diamondbacks. Their offense is much weaker. The game location in Arizona. This is definitely where you want to be backing the home team because if the road starting pitcher in Singer has a good start, you got a chance to win. If he has a bad start, you're almost guaranteed to win. So 132 here on the Diamondbacks. Pretty good price. Model says it should be minus 138. They win 58% of the time. And the sportsbooks are hanging a nine and a half on this one. And sideline says eight and a half. Thinks it's way too many. I'm not really sure what we're expecting out of Singer. So this is another situation where you might um, look at a team total under for the Royals and say that Ryan Nelson, again, not the best starting pitcher in the world, but this Royals offense isn't that good, especially away from home. Might be one angle. If you think Singer can get things back on track, then I would absolutely be all over under nine and a half, knowing that nine is so common. It gets you the win, not even the push. It's just how much faith do you have in Singer? It's hard to say with four starts. I'm not you know, saying he's done. I'm not saying he's going to have a terrible season. I'm just saying he hasn't looked good, and it's not like it's been bad luck either. He's just been bad. Does every pitcher have four bad starts in their career? Absolutely, sure. No big deal. It's just, is he going to figure that out now, or is this going to be a little bit more of a rocky year for him? Not really sure at this point. I'm just saying this is priced as if we're getting Brady Singer from last year. And so far, given that we haven't seen that, that's a skeptical position for me to take. I think the Diamondbacks should be bigger favorites than this. So I'm playing them at minus 132. And again, that gets a B grade. That's all I've got for you here. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picks the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. Back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. Until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can get your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.